0: what's up guys this is a genocidal talk and i'm back on this app um i had a complication with the app um but i'm back and i'm officially back and i'm gonna be telling you today um why i don't rap anymore um and what my life was like before and now so let's get into it you know uh for you, for those who don't know me, I a rapper turned wrestler. I'm a rapper turned wrestler. Um, so how I spent into getting into um, rapping and wrestling and stuff like that. As it's, it's funny as it sounds, um, I was always into cars, and I was always into. Um, Growing up anyways Into wrestling uh, Wrestling came later on But first Was um, cars And my dreams were To be a, a NASCAR driver uh, racer actually I should say And um, Well Racing is not my thing <laughs> So I gave up that dream And I wanted to be a Wrestler um I, I, at the time I wanted to be a pro wrestler, but now I just wanted to be a wrestler. I just want to wrestle. Um and that's still my logo and that's still my thing. That's still like who I am. I I, I love to wrestle. But um what made me get into all this stuff was um my dad, he got rest his soul. Um you know, he uh he helped me Throughout the years, um, he never thought wrestling was an idealistic um, career path for me. Um, solely because, and I'm going to go into everything, you know, I'm only going to talk about my best friend, uh, my ex best friend, Giselle, so, and she plays a big part of everything. Um, so, I, he bought me um, the world heavyweight title. Uh, how I got into wrestling and how I started watching it was actually my brother. My older brother, he flipped through the uh, the channels and wrestling was on. And it was Kurt... I, I can't remember the match. Kurt, It was Kurt Angle... Oh, it was Kurt Angle versus Mark Henry. And this was back in 2006 when wrestling started, like, was at the peak. And I watched it and I enjoyed every moment of it. So every Friday, I would watch it. It was Friday Night SmackDown. So every night on Friday night, I would flip through the channels find it, sit there, and watch it, and I enjoyed every moment of it, and it came to the point where I would, that was my dream, um, how I, you know, I didn't ever wanted to be a WWE wrestler, I just wanted to be a wrestler in particular, um, if the WWE signed me, so what, it is what it is, if they did it, they did it, um, that's how everything came about, but in the mix of all of that... Um, depression picked up And with come depression Came uh, A lot of hardship uh, Took a lot of drugs mm-hmm. I, I, I took I took Painkillers I did cough serum I did a lot of drugs I didn't do hardcore heroin Crack cocaine mar- uh, I didn't do any of that uh I did do painkillers and I came to a point where I was addicted uh, to painkillers and I was so badly addicted that when I wanted to come off I couldn't and it just it kept swallowing me in at one point I was so medically depressed and I I want to thank Giselle for this because she was there for me the whole entire time (laughs) she was there for me the whole entire time Um, she was my best friend we were close for a while you know me and her grew up together and everything and it was great you know I was depressed because of her and I'm a man enough to say it now that, that I wasn't the man enough to say it, but now man enough to say it, I was depressed because of her. Um, she would get into relationships and she would be in relationships like that were abusive and stuff like that. And I was je- I was part of me was jealous, but a little bit was towards her, but a lot of it was towards the guy because they got who I want to be with. Um, I remember one friend, um that she had, well, one boyfriend that she had, Uh, me and him were friends, we're no longer friends now, we don't even talk, but, um, he, he was, like, the, he, he was a problem, he was a problem, and he was, like, part of the reason why I don't trust people and why I'm depressed, so, um, he would try to give me advice, try to help me, but in turn, turn around and tell Giselle, Giselle Munez, if you don't know, um, Giselle, everything that I was going through. And she would come back to me with it and she's like, it, it comes to a point where he doesn't even want me to hang around with you. So, I was like, she and she straight up told me this and I was just like, Okay, well, fuck them both. Then I guess I don't need them. But I kept her around. You know, she's like, I'm not going to turn my back on you. You've been my friend. You've been there when it was, times were hard for me. I'm going to be there when times are hard for you. So I was like, okay. You know, and sure enough, she was there for me. And she helped me in a way. But also she contributed to my depression. And I remember one night she was talking me out of it, out of um, popping, taking a, taking a lot of pills. I've done thirty. I, I want to say I, all together, I did thirty to fifty. I could have died. Um, I you know, it, and if anybody who doesn't know what painkiller is or what's in painkiller, painkiller has a tr- uh, traces of blood thinner. So blood thinner makes. Like if there's so much blood thinners that in your system at once, it uh, will make you pass out. That's hence why when people overdose on painkillers, they pass out. They tend to pass out because of the fact that um, the blood thinners are making them slowly die. Um, and I didn't know that. So I fell out. And was like around 3 o'clock in the morning. I was manically depressed. Uh, I actually want to bring up another situation after this, this is because um, this led into me taking pills um, I want to continue the story I want to tell you what happened so summer of 2009 this is the year that I almost died with all those pills um, every night it was my ritual to stay up late and just play with a knife on my wrist on my neck and it wasn't a kink actually it was more of a should I do it or should I not I'm talking to myself, telling myself I was a piece of shit um, you don't deserve to be here, um, just do it, kill yourself now ain't nobody gonna miss you um, just do it so every time I went to do it I end up not doing it because I'm like not in the right state of mind and when I like try to preempt, like, to do it I was like, this is not me, this is not who I am, I'm not doing this, and I would just put back the knife and go to bed. It came to a point where popping pills was helping me, and that's hence why now I popped 30 to 50 pills and I almost died. Um, so I fell out. I'm, I'm at that point now of the story I could tell you. Um, so I fell out, um, I went to sleep, I took them like around three o'clock, she was begging me not to, I told her, you know, if I die, I love you, goodbye. Um, I fell out, and when I fell out, you know, when you're in the sleeping state, nothing bothers you, if you don't know, sleep actually makes makes it where you're numb to pain. You won't feel pain. So, I'm not feeling anything. I'm, like, sitting here, while well, laying there in bed, and I'm just sleeping. And I'm not feeling pain or anything like that. It's not until I woke up the next day, and boy, was that the biggest mistake of my life. Um, I woke up, ears were, my, first off, my ears were ringing. And, um, my ears were ringing, and it just wouldn't stop. My stomach was hurting. I was like, holy fuck. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm going to die. Um. So, and mind you, just keep in mind, those painkillers I took were expired. So, they were expired bare. So, I'm thinking, like, I'm hungry. And I'm not thinking anything of the pills. So, I went. My mom, my mom uh, had made pancakes at the time. And... Um, I ate the pancakes. And sure enough, I'm still in pain. I'm still feeling pain. I'm still feeling like, why am I feel like I'm still, like, dying? So I was like, all right, you know what, I'm going to lay down. And I lay down. And I, I knocked out immediately. Almost immediately, I I knocked out. I woke up because at the time, PS44 was giving out, uh, and I lived in the Manus Harbor, so PS44 was giving out um, free lunch. Uh, they were doing the free lunch program. I think all the schools actually do it. They uh, do a free school lunch. So for the summertime, so I went on to PS44, and I took free lunch. Or at least I don't. You know, at least I made my mother believe that I never eat the free lunch. I always like wander around and. I always end up, like, in random places. I always end up in random places for, like, a half hour to an hour. I don't know why. I just... I I I was never a type of person to stay home. And if I did stay home, um, that would be a good reason for me to stay home. But I'm now... Like, even now, I'm reverting back to my old ways where I'm always out and I'm always about. I'm just, like, everywhere. So... Um... I go there and walk around the neighborhood instead. I go back, you know, and I'm listening, uh, And I'm looking up. If you remember, they advertised it on TV. It's called KGB. There's a number that you text in. Uh, when you text it, it usually, you know, it's like the internet. It gives you information about stuff, you know. Anything you wanted to look up, you can look it up through that. Text, it'll send you text messages. So I text in. What can I do for my ear ringing? Because my ears were ringing. And my stomach was still hurting. And this is the day after I took the pills. So it said, the best thing to do is listen to loud music. So I listened to loud music. The next day, my ears stopped ringing. I was like, oh God, thank you. My stomach was still in pain. I'm like, fuck, this shit hurts. Um, I sat there. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I can't tell them, like, I overdosed. I was talking to Giselle at this time as well, as well. And she was telling me, like, go to the doctors, go seek medical attention, go to the emergency room, get your stomach pumped. I'm, and I'm not listening to her. I'm just like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Shut shut up. You know, I'm just like, just not listening to her. I had really bad trust issues with adults. So I was like, no, I'm not doing this. No, I, there's nothing wrong with me. No. That's what everybody who's an addict and who's also depressed will say. You know, they feel trapped. um, And it's weird because they want the help, but they don't want to go and seek the help, to to be helped. Um, I don't trust adults. So I I don't want to go get help from adults and be judged. So I, I convinced myself to the point where there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just feeling sad or depressed took pills fucked up my uh, and, I, and I fucked up like a lot of body parts of my body. Um so here I am now at the age of I want to say 13. I want to say 13. Here dying from these pills. So my stomach is still hurting. She's giving me advice. I'm not taking it. So I took them Thursday going into Friday. I didn't say nothing till Sunday. That my stomach was hurting me. I didn't even tell them that I took pills. I just said my stomach is hurting me. And what made me do that. Was the simple fact that I texted KGB. And I was like what happens if you overdose. With pain. Uh, overdose on bare painkiller that's expired. And sure enough. I got my answer to what I was looking for. It said that. It, I may need a med, uh, immediate medical attention. Um, you need to get your stomach pumped. Because you can die. Um, so now, not only am I freaking the fuck out, I'm upset. And guess what my fucking dumbass did? I decided, I'm not gonna say anything, I'm gonna go and tell, I'm only gonna tell them half of the story. Even if it was to save my life, I wouldn't do it. Why? Because I'm a fucking idiot. So, I told my mother, I, my stomach's hurting me, I need to go to see the doctors. I'm freaking out, and mind you, I'm trying to keep cool, like, I'm trying to sound cool. I'm trying to sound like I'm just in pain. Meanwhile, on the inside, I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm just like, I, and I, me, even me now talking about it, I'm just like, I'm going back to that situation real time, and I just I'm freaking the fuck out. And I'm just sitting there listening to music and and watching Phineas and Ferb. It was a movie that came out in 2009 for Phineas uh, for Phineas and Ferb. I don't remember the movie, but it was a good movie. Had I watched it because I was fucking dying, I was laying there fucking dying. um... So the next day, my dad took me to the, uh, to the, um, doctors. not the emergency room, no, 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 to the doctors, because, you know, I, I said my stomach was hurting. Went to the doctors, the doctor sat there and said, um, yeah, your stomach is fucked. Your stomach is fucked. Um, you need to take these pills. I didn't even tell the doctor what was going on. He just said you, you, you might be constipated or whatever. Take these pills, you'll be all right. Uh, take these medications, you'll be alright. My father put me aside, he's like, um, actually when I was heading back home, he said, hey, take these, take these, tell me how you feel. Okay. Took them, washed everything out. Everything came out of me and I I was feeling great. I, I, I felt like I had a new lease on life. What did I do? After the fact that I had a new lease on life, I felt like I can achieve everything, I go back to doing the same thing that almost killed me. And not only did I go back and do it, I continue to do it. It's not like, at first, it was an experiment. I wanted to experiment what would happen had I took five pills. My stomach started feeling the same symptoms again, but not as bad as if I was dying. It just felt like, okay, pain. And I felt the pain. I'm like, okay, this is bearable. And I just full blown fucking go back to doing the same thing that could have killed me the first time. I go ahead and do it again. Why? Because I'm I'm a I'm a genius. I'm a fucking genius. I'm a grade A genius. And I used it because like the my my mindset at the time, I was using it for depression and not physical pain, but emotional pain. It would not, It would help me numb out my. Depression. Um, so that was two thousand nine. That was me going into freshman year of um, high school. That was the summer of '09, and now I'm going in to two thousand nine for high school. So September, I. Me and Giselle were going to the same, uh, going to the same school because we were going through, we went and I just want to make this clear. Me and her were friends in elementary, I think it was fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. We stopped being friends literally the 12th, not the 12th grade, uh, the 10th grade. So five years, five, five or six good years. Me and her had, um, with those five, five or six years that we had, nothing but arguments. I would argue with her because she had a boyfriend and she dated one of my friends. Uh, his name was uh, Jonathan Jonathan Aponte. Uh, um, we also made we always made fun of him, Jonathan Aponte. a but his name was Jonathan Aponte, and me and him were friends. And I found out that they were dating. And sure enough, I got tight. And I was jealous beyond all hell. I was jealous. And because I wanted her. And I threatened to fight him. Why? Oh, I don't know. Some shit that he said because they were at some party and I didn't feel included. Why? Because everybody fucking hated me in middle school. So... Um, I made Giselle cry, and Jonathan was telling me that I made her cry, and I didn't give a fuck. I still wanted to fight him because it was something that was said, and I took it the wrong way, as I always normally do. I take everything the wrong way, fucking flip the fuck out 'cause I have so I have so much bad anger i i i'm all not if you see me or if you see me. And you look at me, you could just tell I I'm full of anger, but I don't mean harm. You could tell that I look like a pissed off person by my face, but I don't mean harm. It's I just take things the wrong way. I I I that's who I am. I, I that's I'm never gonna sit here and say I'm a perfect person. I everybody has flaws, and my flaw was I took shit the wrong way. So <laughs> Me and her got into fights of, uh, you know, a lot of stuff. Just a lot of stuff we just got into a fight over. I remember I wanted to fight her boyfriend. That's actually that's the only boyfriend, I, you know, funny enough, that, that I, like, wanted to fight. Everyone else, I just was, I, it, it was either I was cool with them or it is what it is. But... We went through so much stuff through middle school. We were best friends. She was helping me with my depression a little bit. Not a lot, but she was there for me. Um, And I will never talk bad about this girl. Like, that's actually one friendship I would never want to talk bad about. That's that's a friendship that I actually want to re-cherish and rekindle. But I'll get into why we're no longer friends completely. Like, why... Everything fell apart and it is what it is now. But so many arguments, so many stupid arguments that I can't even remember from middle school, high school, it was it was supposed to be a new setting. Um then, her best friend Leah, Leah Hernandez, and me and her never clicked. Me, never, me and her never clipped since day one, solely because she got involved with some shit that had nothing to do with her. Um, She got, she, me and Giselle were arguing one night, and I said something to Leah, and I'm going to be completely honest with everything I'm going to tell you right now, because it's years past, and I don't care anymore. There ain't nothing... Ain't no. It's time to be honest, and I ain't gonna be ashamed of who I am or who I was. Um, Leah had said something to me. I got pissed. I barked on her. I said something. I wanted to fuck her up or some shit like that. I don't remember. And sure enough, what was it? I got do a stupid fucking fight with this girl. She hates me. Hates me. I don't give a fuck. I'm just looking like. You know, Giselle was like, oh, she hates you, she wants to fight you. Well, not fight you, she hates you. She doesn't like you, da da da, da. I didn't give a fuck. It came to a point where her cousin, Cindy, uh, got involved. I cursed her, her cousin out. Again, not giving a fuck. Giselle actually had gave out my phone number. And I'm gonna be real with you. I was gonna, I'm gonna be real with you. She gave out my phone number, and I was just like... That's hilarious. You got your friends to jump into our arguments and, all right, now I'm blacking on you fully. That's why they don't like me and I don't like them. Um, I don't really care about Leah. I don't really care about her cousin. You know, again, a friendship that I would want to rekindle is Giselle's friendship with me. And that's to be honest with you. But anyways, high school, you know, her friend Leah... Was there, and again, as usual, judging the fuck out of me, oh, you're not a good friend, blah, 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 so on and so forth, just being an asshole, Um, and my depression picked up, wor- it actually worsened, it actually gotten a lot worse, and here comes this little white kid, um, Matthew, Matthew Kramer, reason why I say little, because he was little at the time, he was really small, and um, he, he was sitting there and he's like, you know, you like Eminem? And I, at first, if anybody knows me in middle school, I never liked Eminem. I always like downplayed rap and everything. I just hated rap. I like rock and and stuff like that. You know, people were telling me to give Eminem a chance. I gave Eminem a chance and I was just like, holy shit, now I'm hooked. But anyways, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, I like Eminem. I listened to his last album. I like, I like that song beautiful because it represents my life. You know, it represents how how depressed I was. And he's like, you know, I hated um, the uh, the beautiful, but, you know, here, I'm a rapper, too. Um, Check out, like, hear me spit, you know. And I'm listening to him, and he's like, I'm like, yo, you're dope. And, you know, he got me into, he's the reason why I was rapping in the first place. And he, he, it was crazy. Like, me and him had a bond. Me and him, like was really close with when it came on the music we always sit there we always talk about music we always um you know just just regular shit just regular fucking shit we were just we were just cool like i can't really talk bad about that kid that kid really like introduced me to music opened my you know my my genre a little bit other than just eminem he was just like you know listen to this guy listen to this guy you know i gave them a chance and it was it was really dope you know, and shout out to Matthew Kramer, or MC Remark, uh, wherever you're going by now. You know, at the time, he, he was helping me vent my, voice my, actually my depression. He was helping me, like, get through my depression and just helping me, um, just get my shit together. Meanwhile, still hanging around with Giselle. Now, I'm not going to say she was toxic for me, but my life gotten a lot better without her in it. You know, I, I actually wasn't as depressed that I was before. You know, everything happened for a reason. So, you know, I'm, at this time, I am kind of like talking to her. And her friends just kept getting involved. And I just put all my frustration. Because I, I, I used to write music back in actually middle school. But I, I never made like this. like I made uh, actually this song towards Leah, Jonathan, and um, Giselle. But it, it it wasn't like properly structured. It wouldn't be like, it would be like one of those you tried kind of rap. You know what I mean? But Matthew actually helped me voice and put A and B and C and D together, and really helped me with music. And I, if you wrote, saw the shit I wrote and everything, you could say you could swear I was like, um a depressed kid, or just a fucked up kid in general, like, you could tell, and I didn't give a fuck, I was happy with that, because I'm like, yo, I'm being myself, I don't care, you know, so, he's teaching me how to write music and how to rap, and I took my frustration that I had from Giselle and her friends, put it in a better song, right, put this, I put a better, better attempt on this, this song, and one day, because I was writing it, and it kind of helped me with my depression, so one day, Giselle and I got, one night actually I should say, me and Giselle got into a fight, and again, I don't really care, I'm gonna be honest with you, um, this is around the time Leah's mom, I me and, her got, me and Giselle got into a fight. I forgot what the fuck... Oh, because Giselle was sitting there uh, saying that... And I hate... This is what I hate. I hate when you tell me something and I'm giving you advice or I'm telling you not to do certain things for a reason. And you go ahead and do the opposite and then disobey everything I said to you and and... and I hate that shit, like, you just go back on your word, like, you know, I had a friend who actually wanted to quit smoking, she wanted to quit smoking weed, and I was telling her, like, I was, you know, and this was actually recent, I'm telling her, I'm helping her, I just gave up on her, honestly, I didn't even put up a fight, I didn't say fuck you, I just gave up on her, I just told her, like, yo, I'm done, and then it came to, like, she was, like, um, you know, using me, and I just told her, you know, I told her some vulgar words. Choice of words, to be honest with you. I told her, <coughs> suck my dick, I'm not helping you, I don't want to be over your house anyways, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't even tight or nothing. It just, I was just done. I was just done with her shit. I don't want her texting me and messaging me. I don't want to do none of that, but Giselle got me tight. Her mom, Julia's mom died, and I was like, be just, I'm like, stay away from her because, you know, she's, you know what she's doing to you, and she rolled over there and helped her anyway. Um... Leah got into an argument with... Me and got into an argument, anyways. Leah jumped into the conversation. She actually was texting me on my phone. So, what I do? Oh, I, I did one better. And I'm not proud of it. I'm really not. But I'm gonna be... Like I said, I'm gonna be honest with everything I've done. I don't care. I'm gonna be unfiltered. I'm gonna let everybody know what I've done. Um... I went and told Lee. I said something about Leah's mo- uh, dead mom, not knowing that she died at this time. It's not until Giselle told me is and that she was over there and everything. That's when I found out everything, and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" I am like, "Oh shit!" And honestly, I wasn't even talking at the time. I wasn't even talking about her mom because I know she had. She lived with her stepmom as well. I was talking actually about her stepmom. And I fucked up. I talked about her dead mom. Well, in a way, I talked about her dead mom. Um, I got pressed on it later on. Because every year, it seems like me and Giselle fought. It came to a point where it was just like, done. Um, Me and Giselle fought. I cursed out Leah because she got involved. I got pressed actually the next day about it. Alonzo came up to me. and You know, I'm not going to say nothing bad about Alonzo. He's a great kid. He's a good kid. He's a good guy. He, he's I, I don't know how to proclaim him, but I wouldn't say he's a bad person. Um, He he came up to me. He's like, yo, you know, since we're cool and everything, um, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to ask you something. I'm like, what's up? He's like, did you talk about Leah's mom? I'm like, no. I was talking to Joe. Lying my ass off. Because it's like, I did do it. But I didn't... mean. It's like, how do you explain that you didn't mean to talk about her dead mom? You can't. There's no way of explaining it. So... And I know, like I said, I know this is going to get back to everybody. And I don't really care. Ain't nobody going to really find me. I don't really care. Um, So... I'm like, fuck, yeah, I did. I didn't mean to. I mean I meant to talk about it, but it's like how do you explain that to somebody? How do you sit there and explain I was talking about your stepmom, not your actual fucking mom. How do you explain it? There's no way of explaining it. So um yeah. So I just said no, I lied my ass off and it was it was that. It was just the way it was it is what it is, you know? Um, I actually Finding finding that out her mom did die, I actually did freestyled and I mentioned her dead mom and I'm not proud of it. I'm not I'm I can honestly sit here and say I'm a fucked up human being. But well I was a fucked up human being because I, I I was just angry with everybody. I was a bitter person for it. Um <coughs> Like I was just a bitter person. So later on, um, later on that year, Giselle and I got into a fight. It wasn't even a fight. It was just I didn't remember what the how the, how the she said something. I forgot what the conversation was. I guess she was depressed, and I barked on her. And it wasn't like, because I took it the fucking wrong way. I I was like, don't talk to me like how you would talk to your other friends, da-da-da. And then I looked back at the conversation. I'm like, fucking, oh my God. I'm like, fuck. Why did I do that? I I, I just got tight. And I barked on her. And that was it. I was calling her right after I sent that message. I texted her right after I sent that message blowing up her whole phone the whole entire night she just wouldn't respond to me until the night time I remembered I was I already had moved and everything and um she told me tell me what you need to tell me now cause after I you say what you have to say I am leaving you I'm never talking to you again I am done with you I she gave me the platform I was just sitting there apologizing and apologizing and apologizing She's like, look, I'm done with you. I'm leaving me alone. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Why? Because I had trust issues. I had really bad trust issues, and I burped on her for it um, because I thought she was talking about something because she's really, like, she's very notorious for spreading um, people's information, and she's good at lying. I will, I will, I don't, again, I don't care. Everybody has their flaws. I don't care. I'm gonna just be honest. She had her flaws, and she, one of her flaws were, that she lied, and she definitely, she's a great liar. So don't really like believe much in her story unless you have proof of it, and don't trust her because she will go out and fuck your life up, if possible. That's why I have like so much trust issue. So I'm just like. You know, again, I, I had nothing at that point. So I only had Matt as a friend. And music. So I started writing out everything. I started writing. I started, because I, I kind of knew how to do poetry. So I started writing. I started doing rap music. And, you know, I just vented all my frustration, my emotions, everything. I actually, while we were friends, I actually dedicated a song to uh to, to Giselle, uh, the song was done over. a Look at me, look what you've done. Um, look what you've done, Drake instrumental. And I, I see the song now, and I'm just like, it brings back good and bad memories, and. I'd just rather get that shit off my Facebook, but I can't just like a lot of my rap music, it can't come off. <laughs> I choose not to take it off. I could take it off, but I choose not to because i why should I be embarrassed of something I've done so long ago? I'm not embarrassed about who I am now. I'm a man, and I can honestly sit here and say that I have my flaws and I have my faults, but I'm a man, and I've done what I needed i I've done. I've done it for a reason. But I, I, I try to friendship. Me deleting that is me like saying I never cared about her. And I do. I still do. I have no bad or ill feelings towards her. I've seen her actually in public once. And let's just leave it at this. We don't say nothing to, no, to each other. We don't acknowledge each other's existence. Actually the last time I saw her she looked like she wanted to say something to me like she looked like she was really upset and she wanted to talk to me I was like you you already made that decision a long time ago you know I I love her. I still love her as a friend I still care about her as a friend I will oh, I will never have anything bad to say about Giselle I will never have anything yes she she has her flaws just like everybody else but I will never sit here and say Bad things about her. I won't. I don't. I don't have any ill animosity towards her. It's just when you tell me you're done, don't expect me. Or if I tell you I'm done, don't expect me. Or don't think that for a second I'm going to come around again. It's it's hard. It, like I've had apologized to her actually um, recently. I apologized to her um, on my other Facebook. My not my creeping Facebook. I have like so many Facebooks. and not funny? I've had so many Facebooks and I'm funny, but um I have three Facebooks, two of them you don't need to know about, the main one is the one I'm using, which is my name, the other one is for my sister mainly, because I blocked my sister on my main Facebook and I can't seem to find her again, so... I used my secondary Facebook in order to get in contact with her and I talked to her and stuff like that. But, um, I went on my second Facebook. I, this is actually as of recent because I did, like I said, I did see her at McDonald's and she did look like she wanted to say something to me. Um, messaged her saying, you know, not mean things. I was just like, you know, I apologize to you blah, 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 I know we're not going to be friends anymore, so on and so forth, and I know this is going to reach her, I know it is. If she does hear this, or if it does reach her, I'm going to give her this a try. I apologize, and I want to be a better person from it. And I want us to be friends again, but again, I can only do so much before I give up, and I've I already given up you know, I apologize, I will, I will, to the end of this time, to the end of my life, I will apologize to her, I will, because she owed, she's owed that much, she's a great mother, I don't, I, I, I you know, I'm not going to doubt her mothering skills or anything like that, because from what I've heard, she has, two, she has two jobs, so, and she's going to college, so, you know, congratulations, kudos to her, but, you know, um, me personally, I, I'm not saying that I want to be friends. I would love to rekindle that friendship. It's not like I want to be friends with her, though. It's more of you're old and an apology, and I'm going to give you that much. It's on you, whatever happens afterward. But I already know that bridge is burnt, so I'm not even going to put no attempt into it. So that's how that is. But, you know, I had music, and I had done so much. With music, I even made diss songs against Math Matthew, and if you listen to my "Let's Talk Controversial," I got—I I don't know if I remember gotten it, getting into it, but she—I uh, had a ghost writer helping me with that diss to Matthew, and I—this is why I don't rap anymore because when you don't have enough dirt to to throw at somebody, you can't diss them, now, can you? And I was never quick with puns and dissing people. Um, I'm still not, but um, I had somebody in my stuff, and sure enough, I was just like, okay, cool, I'm going to spit this back on him, and I'm going to make it, I'm going to just, and when I said the last lines, it said, I can't forget, I can't, shout out to Josh, Josh, uh, not Philip, Josh... Winslow, Winslow, Josh Winslow, Joshua Winslow, uh, Winslow. Um, he said, nah, I really got somebody, I really suck, I got somebody to write my bonds for me or something like that, Angel remembers, Angel, you was there, Um, I was just embarrassed, I was like, fuck, there's nothing I could really say or do, like, I, it's just that, but what really ultimately killed my, because I used to be on and off with rap. I used to, and because again, depression, I was at this time when I was in on and off rap, I was on and off with pills as well, on and off drinking. So I was really heavily at that. And then I was smoking on top of that. I was smoking cigarettes, black and mile, cigars. I was just smoking just, just because I was around people who smoked. So I smoked and, um, I quit smoking. I've been, I've, done with smoking, I actually smoked, my very last cigarette was this year actually, because I was just so fucking depressed, um, but I smoked my last cigarette this year, I'm never going back to it, because I, I hate actually the sensation, the feel, the smell, everything, hate everything about it, Um, what the hell was it called? I've quit smoking prior, before well, not prior, but yeah beforehand, and now I just really I got back on it because I was depressed and I was stressed out, but I, I'm never doing that again. Alcohol, I gave up because I can't keep doing that either. Um, pills, I was on and off, so now I take pills. When I'm actually in pain, because I wrestle, uh, I don't take painkillers to de- to suppress my depression. Um, but um, when I was on and off of music, what actually got me stopped writing music was the simple fact of so many critic, so many people were criticizing me and my music, and you know they weren't saying anything. Bad really, but they weren't really saying anything good either. Um, so I just took it and I was like, you know what? Whatever. Um fuck it, it is what it is. So you know, I turned around and I was just like, Alright, I'm done with music. What really ended it off though, um Alonzo Me and him, were all and all friends as well. Now we're good. We're friends. We talk, I guess, here and there. Not really a lot. We're not enemies. We don't hate each other, but, yeah. We're not the best of friends either. We're acquaintances, I guess. So, me and him, at the time, we had a problem. Um, If anybody remembers Dominique, the girl with the very, very big... um, Chest area, I would say. You know, I was talking to her. I was flirting with. I, I liked her. Um, I she never liked me in that way. It's all right. You know, I go through my times of heartache and hardship. Now I find out, and it's crazy because I would never think, like years later, I'd be getting all this, uh, and I, I, I wouldn't be thinking that I would be getting having a lot of sex. I guess being a wrestler helps having sex a lot, it's crazy, it's fun, it's fantastic, it's a fabulous time, five, five stars, five out of 5 Would we'll do again, <laughs> but, um, at the time, I was a virgin, and I was upset about that, Giselle lost her virginity before me, everybody actually lost their virginity before me, I lost my virginity at 18, crazy enough, I lost my virginity at 18, I, I wanted to have sex so bad, and the only thing that I had was remotely sexual was um, my friend Kyle. And I'm not going to tell the story because it would not only incriminate me, but it would incriminate him. But it was more or less like I got a hand job at the end of it. So, yeah. But, um... So... Back to what I was saying. So, Alonzo um, made a song. Well, not made a song. He wrote a diss. And, you know, everybody was telling me, yo, write your bars now, write your bars now. He's going to diss you. He's going to diss you. Write your bars now, write your bars now. I'm like, nah. It's all good. I don't really care. He's not saying nothing to me. Like, he's trying to press me or nothing. Like, I even talked to him. I even said something to him. I mean, I should have took the notice when he didn't say anything back. But I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I'm not going to really say nothing. So after eighth period, I left school and I was in front of the school going home. And the next thing I you know, I have Alonzo, his girl, Dominique, the girl I was chasing after. Not the Dominique that had the big. Well, they both did. They both had big breasts. I'm, let, let's put it like this. The brown skin Dominique, not the the lights the, the white dominique, the brown skin Dominique. Um they all were there. Everybody just uh everybody was listening to the freestyle. Him coming at me and I was just like I had something in my head. But if you ever saw so eight mile and how it started off, I, words weren't flying out. So, I was just like, the fuck am I going to do? What the hell am I going to do? So, I stood quiet. I stood there. I was upset. I was depressed. I was crying. After he left, after they, I was just crying. I was upset. Giselle was even there. She was like, what's going on? Erickson actually had to talk to me. Erickson had to actually help me as a friend. Get my, get back on the ground. He was helping me, he was there helping me. Giselle sat there and just stood there and actually just watched the whole thing and not said anything. And at the time, rap meant a lot to me. So, I was like, you know what? There's nothing I can do. There's, there's any nothing I can really do. So, I was just like, Fuck. My rap career is done. It's over. So I packed up. And actually I went home actually before I packed up. I went home. Because I was going to give it all up. I was going to pack it all in. I was going to be done with rapping. I actually went home. I sat on the toilet. I was taking a shit. And I had bars hit me. And they were fucking great. And I was rapping in the dark. And I was like, yes. this. I'm going to post this on Facebook to, in response to Alonzo. I deleted it. I was like, there's no point. I had my shot. And I blew it. I fucking blew it. In front of everybody, I fucking blew it. There's no point in me playing it. If I post this, I'm going to look like a fucking chump. I'm going to look like somebody wrote that. And I, I, nobody wrote that. I freestyled it. I freestyled it myself off the top of my head with no instrumental or anything. I freestyled it. But I'm going to look like a fucking chump if I post that. I got upset. I got angry. I, I, I deleted it. Threw my fucking um, iPod on the ground. I said he won. He got what he wanted. I'm done with rap. I'm done with music. So now I'm just a kid with no direction. I had no direction. I had no ambitions after that. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to be a rapper anymore. Which, years later, I picked up fucking with, um, BB, um, BB Vargas. I fucked around, not fucking her, I fucked around with her, like, hung around with her. I started being a rapper again because of Kyle as well, because he got into, he was into rapping. He's still rapping. I quit. I can't do rap. Rap music is not for me. I gave that up. And when I got back into it, I was laying out bars and listening to my songs. I was just like, "These are fucking like I love the work, but it's trash. It's trash." So I quit again. So I again, I went back to having nothing. I have no ambitions, and then I started watching Grim Toy Show, uh, Grim Toy Show Wrestling. And sure enough, the next thing I know, I'm out in the backyard with a fucking WWE title belt, big ass, real WWE title belt. Wrestling in my backyard I went from there To going to the Bronx Because I met Ace And I'm so thankful for Ace Jones um, I went out Met up with him We Training and, and everything At the time I was like Oh I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready I was not ready I made an ass of myself on my debut And um, I was just like Fuck it Fuck it. I mean, you could post it, but I don't. Fuck it. It's fucked. Um. You know, we went. Me and Ace trained a lot more. We went to the Bronx. I drove out to the uh, to the Bronx, paid the ten dollars. I wrestled there. You know, and it started giving me an ambition. I want to thank Grim and Ace, Grim for actually putting back wrestling into my body and and my mind, and Ace for actually fulfilling my dreams because now I'm the uh, one time YouTube champion. YouTube Figures Heavyweight Champion. That's what I'm renaming the belt to. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, I'm here wrestling now. I have an ambition. I have a purpose. I I actually took the MTA test as well. Um, My dad forced me and I'm, I'm thankful for him. You know, again, rest in peace. I'm thankful that he took me out to take the test. I studied so hard for that test, I studied so hard, I, I'm talking about, I went days upon days just studying, not even playing games, I would take an hour or two to, to study the stuff that I was that I was learning, and I, I felt like all the stuff that I was being asked in that booklet wasn't going to pertain to the test, because when I took the test, a lot of the stuff that I was studying, I was like, fuck, oh my god, I don't know what the fuck I'm studying, like, I, I don't know what I studied, like, it didn't fly out of my head like as if I forgot it. It was more like the shit that I was studying was majority of it wasn't on the test. So now I'm just going off of common sense. I took my time though. I mean I finished the test way ahead of like a way ahead of time. I sat there until they told me to hand in my stuff. I just now got the news like a month two months ago. I passed it with eighty five uh eighty five. I passed away an eighty five. I just got the notice in the mail saying that I passed over to 85, and I'm so happy about that because, you know, even though he's not here, my dad is... I know he would be so happy of me. So, I I have a lot of good things going on. I even got a dog, something I've been wanting to have for a long time. I've had... I've been in and out of relationships. I've had a lot of sex. (laughs) A lot lot of sex. Before I was a wrestler, and now during... Well, as a wrestler, I'm... Just getting nothing but just, just, just fucking. And I would have never thought it would be. And I actually, it came to me, I like older women. I'm actually talking to somebody who's 32 years old. I like older women. I enjoy sex. I love having sex. I have the best and worst relationship with friends. You know, sometimes they get on my last nerve. I'm, I'm pretty sure they got on my last nerve a couple of times. I'm pretty sure I got on their last nerve a couple of times. We got into arguments and stuff like that. You mean Ace Ace could tell you I got into arguments with him before. Um, but overall, I'm grateful where I'm at now. Back then, I was so depressed. Now, I was. De- I'm still depressed, but not as bad as it was before. Before, I was really suicidal. Everything, like, hit me at once. Now, I'm just, like, happy burst of energy. And, like I said, this podcast... I thought I was going to go into another whole nother podcast. But it looks like I'm ahead of time. But, you know, again, I want to thank everybody who's been there for me. And I want to thank everybody who... Because I even burned a lot of bridges anyway. With especially Angel and everybody. Because I was just so angered and, and depressed. My anger and depression took the best of me. Actually Darren was actually putting me in a legit chokehold to where he could've killed me and I just gave up. I didn't give a fuck. I was in his arms just like, I don't care, just kill me. And Angel saved my life that day. And I apologized to him and I forgot what the argument was about, but I apologize to everybody who you know there's some people that I still have beef with <clears throat> But it's not on some crazy, it's more like, if I see them, it's either we sit down and talk, or we sit down, or we stand up and fight. <laughs> That's how I'm taking it. But, um overall, I want to say, like, where I was almost 10 years ago, I want to say, yeah, almost 10 years ago, nine years ago where I'm at almost nine years ago. And where I'm at now. I'm in a better place and a better mind state. And. I miss Giselle. I love Giselle. I will always love her. And I will always cherish every moment. And every memory we had. But. If she doesn't want to be my friend. I can't force her. As as well as rap. I'm done making music. I don't write. I don't even write anymore. Every time I go to freestyle. It's trash. So. I I don't rap. Rapping is not for me. I, I, you know, shout out to everybody and shout out to everybody who's doing it. Me, that's not my place. I don't want to be a rapper. I I wanted to even be a producer. I went as far as I wanted to be a producer, um, wanting to be a a ghostwriter for people. Nah, that's not my life and that's not me. And I'm at where I'm at now and I'm happy at it. I'm happy where I'm at now. I'm happy that I'm a wrestler. And this took me actually two hours to make. It says an hour, but it actually took me two hours because I was driving around a little bit. But um sure enough, like I said, uh I am where I'm now. I am I, happy where I'm at now. But I would love to rekindle some friendships. And... I'm going to go out of my way to do that. But this has been a very special genocidal talk. Um, it's a very open and honest one. And hopefully everything I told you guys, you don't look at me differently. Um, I love y'all. And I'll see you in the next one.